Jeff, do you know I can do impressions? I can, I can make the Mando sound from the score. No, you can't. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but... This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome to episode 97, our Mandalorian post-game show. Yes, we are giving you our reaction to the Mandalorian. That's right, folks. Chef, it's not called episode one. It's called no, chapter, chapter one. one. I oh, like it. baby. Yeah. We pay attention to detail, don't we? Yes. So we'll be giving you our thoughts on the Mandalorian chapter one. But before we do, Jeff, social meteors. This is where the good Moof Milkers can find us on social media. Apple Podcasts, search for The Skywalk, Skies and Sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in, spelled W-O-K. Subscribe and leave us a review. And just for a a small sidetrack moment, (laughs) if you're going to have a cross-episode relationship with another podcast, maybe you should write a review because it's not cool to just walk around acting like you can just get reviews back (laughs) and not actually return the favor. What the heck, guys? Thank you for that vague comment. Terry, Jeff. Um, you know, there's still some people who frown on that sort of relationship. <laughs> Spotify, the same deal. The Skywalk Disgracebook. Facebook.com slash The Skywalk. And they are watching you at all times. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Instagram, The Skywalk. And tell us about Podomatic, Jeffrey. Well, listeners, it's still our best platform because we give you what you want when you need and that's how you receive it because it's starwarsovercoffee.podomatic.com. Speaking of relationships, huh? And all the other social media platforms, Stitcher, Podbean, Radio <laughs> FM, I think. Um, Jeffrey, Waititi Watch. Waititi! Taika Waititi continues to do everything. Only now he's doing it for FX. Huh. Interesting. He's developing a series called Reservation Dogs. Of course, we always talk about Taika because of his involvement in The Mandalorian, and we'll have a lot more to say about that in a minute. Um, and by the way, Jeff, FX is now moving to Hulu. Say what? According to Bob Iger. So are you telling me that the package deal, Brett, just got a little bit better? It got a little bit sweeter. You're going to get more Taika I up don't in know, your Disney man. Plus. I, I, you know, I'm I'm sitting in the middle of, a, of the seven-day trial. Yeah. And no, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> really? I think so. I thought you just already. Oh no, no. Did I subscribe? You bought the farm, Jeff. Oh yeah, I did. Either way, you're going to be getting more Taika in your Disney Plus. Hey, and that's a plus. Jeff, let's breeze through these news nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Let's go through the other stuff because you know what we want to get to. We know what we want to get to. Vanity Fair had a feature on Dave Filoni, who you know as a director. The guy who did the Clone Wars animated series and will do the upcoming season of the Clone Wars. Dipping it. And is now directing live action for his first time with The Mandalorian. Well, Jeff, they spoke to Jon Favreau. They spoke to Kathleen Kennedy. And here is what they came away with. This is a little piece of the article that I'm going to read to you. Filoni now serves as executive producer and one of the directors of The Mandalorian, the live-action Star Wars TV series at the Disney Plus streaming service, blah, 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 blah. In February, (laughs) he will resurrect The Clone Wars for a seventh and final season. That's right. Here's the kicker, Jeff. Here it comes. And you can expect to see Filoni's name on other major projects in the years to come. 
You know what that means, Brett? Yeah. I'm making a prediction right here, okay, right now. Do it. Here it comes. Prediction time. They drop D and D so that they can bring on Filoni. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Mm. All right. We'll have to we'll mm. have to dig into this later. Yes, we will. Bob Iger says more Star Wars series in development All for right. Disney Plus via mm. Fanta Tracks. Uh, Bob Iger during a fourth quarter earnings call. Okay, now I'm flipping that because it's like done. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. It's, it's like, of right. course, of yeah. course we're working on new Star Wars projects. Right. That, you're right, Jeff. But here's the way he said it, which adds a little bit of salt to your nuggets. Okay. Which is, uh, he says, there's a lot of activity on the television front. Star Wars has three television series. We know about that. Mm. Uh, Cassie and Andor, Obi-Wan, and of course, The Mandalorian. Yes. But then he says, they're in varying forms of production and more in development for Disney+. Plus. And Marvel has many more. So he's just confirming that it's not... I choked on popcorn. Uh Uh-oh. He's confirming it's not just (laughs) the shows we know about already. It's more stuff. actively being worked on, right? Yeah. Here's the even better part. All right, here's the... Yeah, yeah. Give me the kicker. This may be speculation from Fanthatrax. Give me the hot sauce. But those guys are connected, Jeff. They add, there are rumors of a solo sequel, comma, a Darth Maul series... And more animated adventures. So that's good. Mm. As long as it's all as good as The Mandalorian. Are we ready? Which can, brings we, us, can we get to The Mandalorian? That brings us to our right, feature we topic, we Jeffrey. There. Yes. The Mandalorian. Post game, baby. Chapter one. And listeners, we recommend, if you have not seen The Mandalorian yet, please listen to our pregame show for The Mandalorian. Yeah. Before. So here's your watch order, right, Jeff? Episode 96 of The Skywalk. Yes. Chapter one of The Mandalorian. And then this very episode 97 97 of the Skywalk. Jeff, let's first Mm. reassess some of our predictions. Brett, I wouldn't mind doing that, but would you please pass the popcorn? Oh, yes. Heck yes, Jeff. Because the only way you should be watching this show is with a lot of popcorn. popcorn. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jeff, I had one drink before watching The Mandalorian Mm. Chapter 1, and I think it was just the right amount. Okay. So again, people, the, the Skywalk steers you well. Are we talking hard alcohol or? Yes. Okay. Uh, Scotch whiskey blend, my friend. All righty then. Yeah. And it was just right, man. Hmm. It was just right. Jeff, on the last episode, yes. I said that I expected That's it popcorn, by the way. to fall somewhere between Solo and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I said the story would be good, but not great. Yep. That it would have great action. And I said something else that I can't remember, but I feel like that was pretty accurate. Okay. I do think- I would agree. Yeah. For better or worse, Jeff, I think that this is very much a TV show. Mm -hmm. It's not prestige television. Nope. It's not The Crown. It's not going to win an Emmy. (laughs) But the thing is, it's so different that I would much rather have this than something that's getting Emmy nominations, but feels like- the Americans with Star Wars branding. And you know how I felt, Brett? Yeah. I felt like they were letting me use my imagination. And you, if you can give your audience the liberty mm-hmm. to use their imagination while understanding that this is still within the Star Wars mythos. Yep. Man, they still made callbacks within the show mm-hmm. to different things that you remember and don't remember or don't recall so well. Yep. I think somebody who liked Star Wars in the past would like this show. But I think somebody who just started this fresh. Yes. And had no clue what Star Wars was. Yes. Would love this show. Well, Jeff, the marketing people at Disney are way ahead of you on that because their their whole push over the last few days has been 
If you've never seen Star Wars before, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But if you have, you're going to be you're rewarded like with all of these little callbacks, mm-hmm. Easter eggs. And that was totally Dude, the case. Everything John Favreau said in that interview. Yep. Yes. Also, Jeff, we had predicted that the Mandalorian would not be removing his helmet for quite some time. Did I tell you? So Didn't far, we're you? spot on, Jeff. Hey. So far, spot on. Your particular prediction, I don't remember how far you went with it. I'd have to say at least four episodes. Yeah, you think so at this point? At least. It's very likely. It's very likely. And the fact that... um, Also, the fact that the armor is so important. And I don't think it's in this episode, Mm. or was it, when someone says, is it true that you guys never take your helmet off? Mm -hmm. I think it was this episode, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The blue dude who's Horatio Sands. Did you know that? No, I did not. That's Horatio Sands. No way. We were watching it, and I was like, man, that dude looks like Horatio Sands, and he sounds like him. And then as it kept going, I was was like, that has to be him. Yeah, we checked in the credits at the end. That's another what? wonderful thing what? about this show, Jeff. They have um, so the guy, the landspeeder Uber guy yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. ice. Oh, so he's the guy from uh, Big Bang Theory. Is he? Yeah, Is he's he the geologist. Show? Yeah, he's on. He's Con- a really big dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's on Conan all the time mm-hmm. and like the late night talk shows. Most people will recognize him from the Big Bang Theory. And do you know that Bostonian comedian Bill Burr is also in an upcoming episode? Oh, really? Bald guy, really funny. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to be in it. So it's really fun seeing all these people. And there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of funny in the episode, but it's like dark funny. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like funny that you just got chopped in half funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jeff. Which, man, were you ready for that? No. So, so of I like, was, dude, I was kind of surprised. That might have been my biggest question going into the show is like, does that dude really get chopped in half? And I was like, hey, they just chopped him in half. Yeah. No, no, really. They chopped him in half. Nothing better than char-grilled octopus, Jeff. Wow. Oh, golly. But Jeff, let's just talk overall impressions. Okay. Here's the thing about this show. It is imperfect. There were parts that I thought were very weak. Flawed. About this first episode. Yes. Very flawed. And I love it. It's like I'd rather you have some fits and starts and some bumps, yeah. but in this direction. But and there I are think, some clear strong points. Oh, yeah. The shootout is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the big twist at the end, which yep. we'll talk about. But I am – Jeff, to me, this was like game one of the NFL season, right? Oh. You go in. No one knows Not what to expect. Things don't usually go the way you think. hmm but you're feeling good that you survived it and you came out with the win. Ah. And that's where I would put this show, except with the cherry on top that is like the 20-yard sack knocking your opponent out of field goal range mm. to seal the game. Like, that's what this episode was to So, I, to continue with that analogy, Brett, I really think that this was a slug-out mud fest mm-hmm. <laughs> of a football game. But... That mm-hmm. there's a heroic ending. Yeah. But the first 30 minutes, first 40 minutes is just slugging it out. Yeah. And, you know, you're yeah. just trying to move the line of scrimmage, man. Right. But here we are. And there are some silly things in it. Like, but again, hey, it's the ba- like. The, the ball slips out a couple times. Yeah. You fall in the mud. Right. You went to hand off to a guy who wasn't there. <laughs> but, <laughs> Jeff, there's literally a scene in the shootout where there's a guy, you know, they're like, you know, everybody's shooting mm-hmm. and then they're just showing guys getting hit and falling off of the roof or whatever. And they cut to one guy who's like, I think next to a barrel and he just like acts like he got shot, but it almost looks like they forgot to put the shooting thing in in, <laughs> in, in post. You, you mean you don't see the blaster bolt? You don't see anything. You just see this guy go like, huh, and he just throws himself backwards. <laughs> but anyway, you know, there's some things that are a little yeah, messy. Yeah, they're working you know? on it. So they're going into the locker room after game one saying, you know, guys, uh, we definitely have some things to clean up. 
but we got the win. Right. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And this show, Jeff, is an and ultimate win. This for show's me. definitely going to bring in a whole bunch of people. Right. Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the numbers are staggering on how many people signed up yesterday. Yeah. So, my initial overall impression is I was surprised at how realistic it felt. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a great job with n- number one, not taking off the helmet mm-hmm. and you putting your imagination within who the Mandalorian is, mm-hmm. but he's just kind of going about his day job. Yeah. So like this whole, the first, the first like 10, 15 minutes, he's just like, Hey, this is what I do for work. Right. And I do my work very well yep. to the point that I can do five bounties at once. Yep. You could tell he's top stuff, but that he's also a workman. Right. And to the extent, Jeff, like yeah. as a bounty hunter should be, he doesn't he even just, care doesn't if care. you're giving him lip. Yeah. He completely ignores those guys in the opening scene. Yeah. He's like, Until whatever. he has to do something. Absolutely. Until he is actually threatened physically. You know, he's, but I love he's the fact that you. he flips out over the type of currency he was receiving oh, for his right. bounty. Yeah. See, he's, those are the little things, He's Jeff. like, the money matters. Right. Yeah. And, like, the show is littered with that kind of thing. Yeah. More than I think we've even seen in the movies. And that's the stuff you want from Star Wars. Is like, you really don't know the state of things, and they're giving you some hints about it. Overall. But they're not just slapping you over the head with it. It's no. coming out at the right moment when it should. Right. There's no opening crawl. Right. There, there is there is no narration. Yeah. There is no once upon a time back right. in this particular city. In You mean like the opening essay at the beginning of Solo? Yeah. When they're like, it's a time of, you know, in a world. Like you don't need that. Right. Like you don't need that at all. And that's my point. Like if you're going to do a movie, um, I think that's one of the lessons you get from Rogue One. Yeah. Just jump in. Right. You don't need a whole long script. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, mm-hmm. go go to work. It's kind of like the uh, bring your kid to work day. Yeah. It's like, look, <laughs> you just bring them, you yeah. start working, yeah. and they figure it out. It's funny you say that, Jeff, because my wife, who's not as super, definitely not into Star Wars the way we are, but Absolutely but enjoys not. it. You know, she was kind of at the She's beginning. A see, and this is what's funny, right? To me, every it made sense when they would caption certain things and when they didn't. Ah, did right? you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And she was kind of like, well, aren't they going to caption that guy? And I'm like, no, you see, it's because it's this thing from. To, right. And know, that was the thing. I was like, a look. a callback here. And and it's sort of an indictment on, of what they've been doing. And you know, Jeff, that I'm, I'm not one to criticize this current Disney era of Star Wars. Mm. I think, by and, by and large, it is an overwhelming success. Yeah. But there has been the tendency to spoon feed people with like, oh, here's what we're doing here. Mm. And, you know, at the end of The Last Jedi, like, oh, yeah, lifting rocks. Like, yes, Ray, we know that you're <laughs> thinking back to your time on Octo, right? Which, again, and you know I love The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, that was great, though, man. Like, I love that. So I actually had to – they've conditioned, yeah. uh, you know, people like my wife and casual fans to mm-hmm. think that you're just going to be spoon fed everything. Yeah. And I love – Here you go. That the makers of The Mandalorian were like, nah, man. Airplanes coming in the land. Like, hey, I was four when I watched this and nobody had to tell me. I figured it out. Yeah. And I love that that's the approach they're taking with The Mandalorian. Yeah. Jeff. Yes. Did you notice mm-hmm. who was in that cantina? Yeah. Uh, um, I should probably I be more specific. Okay, which cantina? It's very possible that Constable Zuvio, the famously removed from Force Awakens character, mm. the one who they marketed like crazy, thinking he was going to be in the movie, they produced a billion Constable Zuvio action figures. Okay. He's in that cantina. It's definitely... So it's either him or one of his men. And who he was supposed to be, for anyone who doesn't know, he was supposed to be sort of the sheriff on Jakku 
in The Force oh, Awakens. Oh, really? Yes. He was Mr. Law and Order. Okay. Um, he was supposed to be. And then he was cut from the movie. And you can spot him. If, he's, if you pause the Blu-ray of The Force Awakens at the right point, you can see him in motion in the background once. Wow. But anyway, there's a whole thing online, and there's this guy named Heath who's hilarious that has been fighting for justice for Zuvio for the last five years since The Force Awakens came out. And it may very well be him. And even if it's not, even if it's one of his men, it is definitely a nod to the fans who know what a thing Zuvio has become over the last four or five years. Yeah. See, but those are the kind of callbacks. Yes. It's like, yes, even if you've never seen Star Wars... It's probably not going to register, right. but it was still cool. If you have, you're flipping it's, out, right? It's through the moon. And Jeff, you're definitely impressing your friends and family with your intimate knowledge of Star Wars minutiae. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's finally worth something. We knew this day would come. And trust me, they are impressed. <laughs> Jeff, what did you think of the Mandalore aspects of the show? I, I think I think it's necessary. Yeah. Because... First of all, it's the, uh, the title of the show is The Mandalorian, right? right. right? And if, it, it feels like it doesn't make sense unless you put some gravitas behind that as to, okay, why is he called The Mandalorian right. and not just a bounty hunter? It could right. just That's They could have just said bounty hunter. Yeah. Or they could have said the bounty hunter guild. Right. You're you right. know what I mean? So there's other – dude, this opens up like a whole new box yep. of things that they can delve into. And I really liked um, – they they showed like a quick flashback, yeah, of him and they I forgot what they As called kid, him, right? Yeah, but they called him something. It wasn't um oh so it wasn't you, youngling. They used another word. Oh, he did say he said that. He yeah. said I was a youngling, but not not youngling. Yeah. What was it? Another reason I gotta watch it again. And here's the thing. All right, it didn't quite work for me the connection right away. Right, but I think. That's supposed to inform the ending of the show. Why he was inclined to do what he does at the very end is because he himself was in that position as a kid. Right. Yeah, which is very cool. And again, that's the type of thing that you want, that maybe you don't want to catch the first time. There are so many things. This this show, and specifically this episode, is already worth like three or four repeat viewings. Yes, absolutely. I was a little taken aback by the fact that other Mandalorians appeared so quickly on the show. Also because of the fact that apparently they're all hiding out two blocks from Werner Herzog's place. <laughs> like he just walks down the road. Not that I'm asking for more shots of Mando walking down the street. But it was semi-underground. It was underground. Yeah. And uh, and I have read things online where right. officially they're saying this is a hidden, uh, what are they calling it? Like a, like a splinter cell of Mandalorians. Yeah. or And also think about the old man who gives them the bounty and the way he talks about them. Yes. He's like, you know, you guys need to re- return oh, to your former Jeff. place. Dude, there's so many I other callbacks. That. In- I loved that because yeah. I questioned his sincerity. Yeah. And the Mando- I was like, why is he saying that? And, you know, they're pulling off something that I think is difficult. I, and I think some of the flaws that I, I do think the episode has okay. are because of the fact that the Mandalorian does not speak much mm-hmm. and that we don't see his face. But they are also using that purpose. to an advantage. Yes. Because... He doesn't even reply yeah. when he says that. No. He just – he pauses for a second and he keeps walking. And it feels like a guy who's trying to get the Mando on his side but isn't necessarily sincere Not really. He's no. like saying like, oh, yes, I want to pe- use him. I want to see your people restored to their former sure glory. And do. he's just like, do you? What did you think of the music? So you, I, you're telling me that you had some qualms. I do have mixed feelings about the music. Did it remind you of anything, Jeff? If it did, maybe that's the reason I have mixed feelings. I don't know. 
So I liked all of the music until the end. Till the end? Yeah. You mean like when the credits are playing? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jeff. That's what I loved the most. <laughs> I know, I know. That's hilarious. So it's it's weird because I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was watching the Christmas uh you know, special. Okay. The holiday <laughs> you, you special know, it, of the Star it, Wars. It's holiday. like it was it was kind of hokey. Yeah. A little hokey. Like hokey and funny. Yeah. It made me wonder if Carl Weathers is like, hey, what if we did a Rocky training montage? Yeah. It, it sounds it's... like Rocky, Jeff. <laughs> I think that if you go back and listen to it, you're okay. never going to. Okay, let me try again. I'm yeah. never going to unhear Rocky when I hear this, mm. but I still love it the same. I don't know if you had the same reaction, but the scene where Mando and Uggy, the Ugnot, yes, are writing their blurgs. Yep. Can you imagine anybody hearing this conversation out of context? <laughs> um, are hopping along on their blurgs <laughs> over these canyons or whatever, and that's when they start playing the Rocky montage. Oh man, it's like bad all around. And man, I was like, oh, this is pretty hokey. <laughs> like, what are they doing? But you know what, Jeff? Yeah. My wife and my kid loved, loved it. it. See. And you know what they said? They actually said like, oh, they look so cute. <laughs> and I was like, they do. Oh, yes. So all of a sudden he becomes the Blurg Whisperer. The Blurg. I know. So, okay. <laughs> so if we're talking about flaws, yeah. that whole scene was a little hokey. So that was. I was like, this is a subpar Clone Wars episode. Right. Moment, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I do want to say, we haven't mentioned that, again, this is Dave Filoni's first live action directing experience. Wait, wait, So. And I think you're telling me this episode was directed by was Dave directed Filoni? by Dave Filoni, and I think I you read sure? that he's directing episode five as well. No, yeah, no, no, definitely, for, absolutely for sure, he oh, directed wow. this one. Okay, um, so you know what? Yeah, it felt like it, now that you're saying that. Yeah, it felt like a great episode of Rebels. Yes, yeah, that's a, that's kind of how I felt. Okay, and, and I right. think the the parts that I didn't like so much felt mm-hmm. like. An All average right. episode of Rebels, right? Sure. Or, or Clone Wars. And that was the exactly, thing, right? right? We talked about in our expectations, like, could this be a collection of great films, like shorter, top-notch films? Yeah. Or is it going to feel more like a TV show? And I think it does feel more like a TV show. So here's the thing. Yeah. I felt like the first 15 minutes felt like a high-end movie. Like when the Beast grabs the ship. Yes. Yes. Dude, that was okay. Here's the thing: that scene, especially where he electrocutes it, yep, like that was awesome. Yep, I was like, oh snap! He's like, wait a second, I'm gonna put the ship on co- on autopilot, <laughs> and I'm gonna go back here. I'm gonna take care of this, mm-hmm. not say a word. Electrocutes the beast, goes back, yep. sits down. Oh yeah, says, okay, fine. You want to go use use the refresher? Go ahead. But you know what? I already know you're going to mess up, and that's why I'm going to put you in. I'm going to be there waiting for you when you do, <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. Like, which was oh, fantastic. That was classic. That, was classic. It was that like, whole like, that, that scene mm-hmm. from beginning to end was awesome. It's like you give your kid in the backseat one more chance, <laughs> and then you end up taking their iPad away. <laughs> do it. The scenes I didn't like did feel a little TV-ish. Okay. But the wonderful thing, you know, when Alec Baldwin made the switch from – pretty much exclusively being in movies to television. He said that he loved the idea of being in people's living room every week. That's the thing. And that's the thing, yeah. That like the Mandalorian is going to be with us every week and I love that. Yeah. So even if it does- And I love that I can watch it in different mediums. Yes. I know you're watching it on your Nokia, your speak and spell. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, dude, everything. I I want these episodes to be as accessible as possible. So what did you think of the music, Brad? I love the music, Jeff. The soundtrack <laughs> is available on Spotify, on Already. a bunch of paid things. Yeah. No way. Yep. Yep. So the music for the first episode, and it's great. Can I tell you another cool thing, Jeff? Okay. I noticed that the second track for 
chapter one of The Mandalorian. Yes. The first four notes are the same as Kylo's theme. Huh. Dun, 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 dun. And then it goes up instead of down. So okay. I don't know if that was intentional, okay. huh. but it's there. Maybe I'll throw that in if I have time um, so and people can hear it and see what they think. One thing you may have noticed, Brett. Yep. Wasn't nobody using the force. No, not yet. Not there were yet. No, there were no calls to any Jedi. There was nothing about the force in this whatsoever. Jeff, let's force jump to the shootout at the OK Corral. Hey, now. IG-11. Awesome. Was so incredibly dope. <laughs> Like, I I thought that what we saw in the trailer of just his top half rotating and pivoting and shooting people back and forth, like, I didn't think it could get better than that. It got better because of the banter that the robot has with the Mandalorian. It's like, dude, this totally makes sense. Everything he said was like, that's exactly what I expect a robot bounty hunter to say. Thank you, Jeff. My thoughts exactly. I am so proud of our man Taika Waititi because we talked about this, <laughs> he, right? He, he did it right. I was concerned that it would be a little too much humor and that it wouldn't quite feel right. Nope. And it was perfect, dude. Like what you mentioned earlier where it's like things he said were funny but never out of character. Right. Like they were funny because of the moment and the context in which they were said. He's like, I'm going to self-destruct. Right. <laughs> he, he's like, and then he says, well, yeah, I have to self-destruct because the manufacturer. My, my manufacturer says I can't let my stuff get, exactly. you know, get, get fall into the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Which, again, um, I'm just going to put this in there. This is another intellectual property moment. <laughs> the idea that you don't want your yeah. own ideas stolen from you. And sometimes that means going into a little bit of bounty work. Yep. If there's one thing he cares about more than a bounty, it's a patent. But he was so wonderful, not just the voiceover, again, the movements. Mm. Did you notice after he shoots up about 300 people, he twists his whole lower body to step over a dead body? Yep. Which was Loved just it. amazing. Loved it. And Jeff, like... They took, I don't know how you take a, a completely gray gunmetal droid mm. and make him look that beautiful. And I think, the, you know, the, the accents of brown in his armor, in his torso, like yeah. everything about it, the lighting in that scene. So from a uh, cinematic perspective, yep. I just thought that scene was gorgeous. It was stunning. Like you said earlier, it looked so real. It, nothing That's felt fake what I'm once. Saying. There were it, some other things in the episode. I love the blurgs yeah. to death. They looked fake at times. But it makes sense. Like in a Star Wars universe, we're not talking about the Terminator. Right. So it's yes. the idea that this this droid isn't like indestructible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it has it has uh, failures. It can make mistakes. Yep. The Mando's like, I can clearly see that you're bullet resistant, but not bulletproof. But again, IG-11 totally stole the show for me. And it sounds like for you too, Jeff. That is, until he was replaced uh-huh. by... What are we calling it? A Yodalorian, I've heard. I don't know. I've heard Yodeling. I like to say a Yadpole. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's, Me, a f- it's Yoda Pop. Or Jeff. Is it I a- love that name. Yoda Pop. Yoda Pop. Yoda Pop. Wait, why does that sound like something? Pop Funk. Pop Funk? Pop Funko Doll. Funko Pop. Funko Pop. Really Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I went all the way around that, but you understand what I'm saying. I get it. So is it really 50 years old? Is it? 
Or is it a Ukrainian kid? Ooh. Did you hear about that story? No, I didn't. Anyways, not. no, but Jeff, that's the brilliant thing. Let me tell you something really quick. Right. I heard the rumor All right, that go. I didn't want to hear months ago that the Mandalorian's bounty was actually a baby. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't wish I, I wish I didn't know that because it would be a good twist. I was yeah. a little dubious about like the Mando carrying a baby. But would around. the Mando really be okay? With taking a baby as a bounty? Like, I don't whoa, know, man. Right? Well, yeah. and I, I was skeptical about that, yeah. right? And then when you hear this thing's 50 years old, you're like, oh, so either that rumor was wrong or, or. this guy's lying, but it turns out the rumor was right and he <laughs> was not lying. Because yeah. I'm like, where's the old man? Because these things age differently. Man, they take forever, Jeff. Right? Like, so Dude, when they can leave, they can live 800 years. 900. When 900 years old, you reach look as good. You are not. (laughs) Exactly. So I thought, Jeff, and that, oh my goodness. Like that. So they see the baby. Blew my mind. Which uh, I thought it was brilliant from a filmmaking perspective, Jeff. They look at the thing. We don't see it yet. Yeah. Then they cut to the back of the thing facing the bounty hunters. Yep. And we see the ears. Yeah. And we're like, oh, snap. (laughs) Like, I was stunned. Yes, I was. What are we doing here? And then I had a split second to be afraid that they weren't going to get the face right. Yep. Then they cut back to the face and oh. The perfect yodeling. The perfect (laughs) yadpole. (laughs) You know, I've... It was so cute. It was so cute. But not just cutesy for cute's sake, although I'm sure it is. It's I supposed mean, to be, It though. did everything, Jeff. Yeah. It pushed all the right buttons. And now the dilemma, because IG-11's like, yes, we got to off it. And then Mando's yeah, well, like- and So here's the thing, though. It was shot so That well. was- I thought that was very interesting. I need to analyze. I want to watch- Again, I yes, have to watch yes, this yes. thing again. Yep. Because th- that's, that's how exciting this is. But I thought that the actual bounty was- you don't, we want it alive. Right. And if it can't be alive, that's fine. Right. Which means he was basically maybe saying, there's other people who are looking for that bounty. Right. Ooh, Jeff. So I hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I man. It's the same thing because, yeah, Werner Herzog, known as the client for now, mm-hmm. right? He definitely said, I want it alive. Yeah, but I don't think he's the one who sent the droid. Right. So but somebody, yeah, I don't know. Somebody's controlling this from afar. Right. And Dude, there's characters oh, we don't even know about. Jeff, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so I hadn't thought about... I did notice the, the discrepancy yeah. between their two orders, right? But then I didn't think, oh, IG-11 was sent by a different faction yeah, entirely. Man, yeah. So who's he working for? That was so good. Oh, man. And whoever he's working for specifically wants termination. Right. Now, Jeff, this little creature, mm-hmm. this adorable little bundle of green joy. Yes, it is. Uh, there, are, there are two possibilities, we think. All right, here we go. So some have suggested, is this another of Yoda's species? Okay. Which seems like the easiest route for them to go with. Yes. Because we know there are others. In the prequel trilogy, there is one of Yoda's species on the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. And her name is Yaddle. I didn't know it was a female till about a year ago, but now I do. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, dude, she's basically got like Sean Spicer's haircut. But um, so it could be another of that species. Or could it be could. a clone of Yoda? Nah. Here's the thing. No, Jeff. no. So I'm gonna buy I'm no. about to I'm about to make your mind pop right, like IG elevens. Here we go. Do you remember the creepy doctor? Hi everybody from the earlier on in the episode? Mm-hmm. 
He's wearing essentially a lab coat. Okay. That oh, has I didn't I didn't focus in on his insignia. The insignia is from Camino. Stop it. Which is where they make the clones. Huh. So, and obviously if it is a clone of Yoda, it should be super powerful. So everybody's well, again, trying to get their hands on him. Again, this all links back to my theory. Oh, yes it does. Yes it does. And because your theory, Jeff, really hinges on Lucasfilm's willingness to commit to cloning mm-hmm. as a linchpin exactly. for all of Star Wars. For all of it. Right? Man, I love it. And I'm glad that they're spacing it out week to week, Breck, mm-hmm. because I need a week to process. Yeah. Oh, and here's the thing, Jeff. The very, very end, IG-11 tells Mando, we got to kill it. They show Mando's face right after IG-11 points his gun at the baby. Mm-hmm. They cut to Mando's face. A it blaster makes fires. It, it makes, makes you think, think that he the, offed the baby. That right? he offed the baby. And I'm like, dude. And then you find for, for out. For like less than a half a second. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I was just like, oh, man. I really did. Like, why did we fall for that? Right? <laughs> why did we fall <laughs> like, for it? But I, we did. And that and that's a credit to the show. Yeah. That scene was so well done. And then to see that Mando shot IG-11 through the head. Through the head. Through the head. In one side, out the yeah. other. Which I was which equally is, depressed about. Well, because just what a great only, twist. Dude, only five minutes earlier, he was trading banter with IG-11 yeah. and saying, hey, man, are you okay? You doing all, you doing all right? Dude, this was lethal weapon in the making, <laughs> right? And then you're like, you just offed the dude, which was brilliant, though. Because and, that's what a bounty hunter would do, man. Jeff, if they can continue to deliver unexpected things On and the make nose. no character safe outside of maybe the Mando himself and now the baby Yoda, yeah. of course. But here's the thing. This man. is going to be a great show. Anybody can wear the Mando helmet. That's true. So is the he- Mando safe? Don't do that to Pedro Pascal. I love that guy too much. <laughs> Jeff, the show was wonderful. It was great, Brett. Do you have any recommendations for the Moof Milkers? Absolutely. What you know you what? The Mandalorian show isn't the only show that, jo- that dropped on Disney Plus, Brett. Yes. Did you know that they released all of the old episodes of the X-Men animated yes, series? Yes, I saw that. Dude, I, saw I was that. like, I've got some more I was watching like, Wait, to do. is this what I think it is? Yes. Yes, dude. Yes, it is, man. Next time, Jeff, we will be talking about chapters two and three of The Mandalorian. Wow, it's coming up furiously. Yes. So tell us what you think, Moof Milkers. Don't forget that you can always email us at StarWarsOverCoffee at gmail.com. This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. Oh,